to God's house to worship God, to behold His glory, to adore Him. Um, Northern Indiana here this past week, we had a nice warm-up. Um, everywhere you went, you saw people outside planting flowers, mulching, doing various things, so kind of makes us feel alive. We see the goodness of God and bringing spring or summer to us and we see the flowers and the flowering trees um, just reminds us of God's faithfulness and his goodness to us <clears throat> so yes welcome each of you here today for a message turn with me to Romans 5 I'm going to read just the first five verses as an introduction kind of our key verses today <clears throat> Romans 5, in verse 1, says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we all we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand, and hope in the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope and hope maketh not ashamed but the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which was given unto us <clears throat> it's kind of a key text verses today about a progression about in tribulations we have patience patience experience and experience hope and other translations would use character in place of experience so the message today is godly character. What kind of character do we have? <clears throat> a couple illustrations that I want to use just to introduce the message today. Um, who of us doesn't kind of like to see a David and Goliath story? Um, we like to see the underdog come back and win. Um, we like to see those, they're interesting situations. Um, many of you know <clears throat> that the Kentucky Derby was run a week ago and the number 20 horse the last horse the horse with the least chance of winning was able to win he started on the outside and he was able to run all the way through the pack and at the last three seconds pull ahead and win I don't know what it was a couple seconds pulled ahead and won the race um, and it's just amazing how that horse was able to overcome everything that was possibly against him to pull out and win. Another illustration, two months ago there was March Madness and if you know anything, follow basketball, you know that this small college named St. Peter's that nobody ever talks about, it's a small college of 3,000 students on a small 30-acre campus, won three games to advance to the Elite Eight against teams that were way better matched. On paper, it was impossible that they should have won, but somehow they did. David and Goliath, on paper, from a human perspective, there is no way David should have been able to overcome Goliath. Goliath was an experienced war 
fighter, he had the armor, he had the experience, and he went again an inexperienced person. How was that even possible? When Samuel went to anoint David king, um, all his brothers went before him, followed, filed in front of, of Samuel, and Samuel said that it's not any of these. Obviously, they had the characteristics, they had the stature to be king. But the Lord said, it's not in any of these. And it says this, the Lord sees not at man as man sees, because man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. God sees the heart. And I'm going to call that character. It is the real me, the real person, the character. And the best way to test a person's character is to put it under pressure, right? What is character? Character are the attributes, things that make us, distinguish us as an individual. Character is an inner sense of right and wrong with a commitment to do what is right no matter what the cost. Some of those synonyms are decency, goodness, honesty, integrity, and virtue. <clears throat> Here's a quote. The measure of a man's character is what he would do if he would know no one would ever find out. That's the true measure of character. What would you do if you knew that no one found out? Of course, we all know that there is good character and bad character. Sometimes we use the phrase, boy, that was just a unique character. Uh, not quite sure what all we mean with that sometimes. But there's usually something a little bit unique about that person when we say that. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not. One thing we often associate character with is someone that has, character is someone that has a deeper inner sense of power and uh, right and wrong. Someone that doesn't give up doing what is right when put to the test, no matter what. In a little bit here, later in my message, I want to look at six pillars of character. And these six pillars of character are, are often used in different uh, businesses and schools to teach character. But first I would like to just spend some time in Scripture, going back to our text in Romans 5. And like I said, the key verses are 1 to 5. <clears throat> Chapter 5 begins with, therefore. Therefore, bringing us up to speed here, having been justified by faith, we have peace through God, with God through Jesus. If we go back to chapter 4, it talks about Abraham and David, how they understood the Old Testament and they saw the salvation through that. Verse 24 of chapter 4 says that, For us also it shall be imputed, if we believe, 
and I've skipped some words there. Jesus was delivered for our offenses and raised to our justification. So it's for us today, if we believe that Jesus died and rose, we also are in right standing with God. <clears throat> so let's read Romans 5. I'm going to read it from the NLT just because... Um, Later in the chapter, it gets a little harder to understand, and the NLT is kind of a paraphrase there, a commentary. So I'm just going to use that this morning. It says this, Romans 5.1, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith... Christ brought us into this place of understand, undeserved privilege where we now stand, and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. Endurance develops strength of character, <clears throat> and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead us to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though some might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in the wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given, but it was not counted as sin because there was not yet any law to break. Still everyone died from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even those who did not disobey an explicit command of God as Adam did. Now Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ, who was yet to come. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought, many, brought death to many. <clears throat> But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many, but even greater God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who, who will receive it will live, triumph, live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation to everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. 
Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. As people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. Just as sin ruled over the world and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us the right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. <clears throat> as I read through this passage and as I think of this first part of how in life we go through difficult situations to, to build character within us, and because of our position in Christ, because of what Jesus has done and God extending his grace to us, we, can, uh, we have a reason to live with godly character. We have a reason greater than just wanting to be good people. Also, this chapter is somewhat an introduction to the next several chapters that just contains some different difficult concepts and things to understand. Because we, as in our Christian life, there is a two-sided reality. One side, we are complete in Christ, yet we continue to grow in Christ. We have the status of royalty, but yet we have the duties of slaves. We have the presence of God. We also have the pressure of sin. We enjoy the peace of being right with God, yet we still face daily problems. So with this two sides that we have, the reality is that we are made right with God. We can enjoy his peace, but yet because of Adam's sin, we live in a sin-filled world. Therefore, we deal with some of those things. <clears throat> and I believe in order for us to overcome those and to keep growing, we need those tribulations to remind us that we need God to strengthen us. So I'd just like to back up now to the key verses looking at verses 3 and 4 the King James used words like tribulations uh, some other translations would use sufferings problems or trials the King James Version uses patience and the other translations perseverance endurance and then King James experience where other translations would put character in there uh, that character that experience of life produces character in us and then hope is a confident hope of salvation. So, in this throughout this passage, we find many ex just um, words that remind us who we are in Christ. <clears throat> and Paul is saying that we should not give up. So, as we think of this, producing godly character in our lives. Is there any way, and I didn't really do a lot of thinking, if I'm wrong, that's you can challenge me on this. Is there any way to gain strength without opposition? Is that possible? I Maybe there is in certain applications, but I think we don't realize how often and what all we do that we go against, we have some opposition. 
even just the very thing of me picking up my leg, I am going against gravity. I am, it takes strength to lift my leg or lift my arms because gravity would, I'd be laying flat on the floor. Even the whole idea of walking, your body is constantly helping you maintain balance. Uh, you're, you're using muscle. And then very quickly you would lose that strength if you would, you would not go against that. So even in our physical things, we're always going against, we, we yeah, we, um, we're always going against an opposition to the person that does weightlifting. They use a little bit of opposition until they master that, then they add more weight and you add more weight. You don't start with 300 pounds. You have to start with a little bit. And in those ways, we gain strength. It builds character. It builds us who we are. As we face daily trials, it, it produces within us endurance. Character is what you are. Character is not what you appear to be. Character is what you are. Really, who you are. I'm also reading a book, and I'm just going to read one small paragraph here. Making Character First by Tom Hill. I cannot build character into your life. You cannot build character into my life. I can encourage you, but I can't make decisions for you. I can't force you to develop good character. You can continue to make bad choices in spite of what I do. So God brings things into our life to allow us, giving us the opportunity to develop character. He's not forcing us to, he is giving us opportunity to. This book also talks about trying to encourage character in other people. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure you as parents try to teach character to your children. Um, teachers to their students, employers to their employees. But it seems it doesn't always work the best to try to build character by paying someone. Can you pay someone to have good character? I can offer someone a raise, say if you're at work, 15 or at least be on time for the next month I'll give you a, a raise. Well, that might work. They can do that for a month. What's going to happen after that? Soon they're going to revert back to that very thing. It doesn't work. You can motivate or you can pay someone to develop a skill and that can work but it usually doesn't work for character. And you can't make enough rules to produce good character. We see that in the Old Testament. We cannot make enough rules to produce good character. And this book, 
this uh, this author is also a business owner and or he's a, a manager of business and when he <clears throat> started there as an employee and as he got into the manager uh, role this company had a rule that you're not supposed to stand on the toilet seat what a rule is that and what was happening is people go to the bathroom fall asleep well then after a while the managers learned well they can just go check and get the people get back to work so they would stand on the toilet seat and sit on the back and fall asleep there so therefore they made a rule can't stand on the toilet seat um, it didn't really help the situation it was just trying to put a band-aid on a problem and there was a character problem I'm going to move on to the six pillars of character <clears throat> and this is people that came up with this are not necessarily Christians but so the, the main header words are not original with me I'm just using them and I I'm adding changing some things and and adding some scripture as well that goes along with it one pillar of character is trustworthiness people of integrity what kind of people are we are we trustworthy are we people of integrity that live up to a code that are not able to be corrupted by money or other things and I just had to think about that in today's lesson uh, we know that Judas betrayed Jesus and it was for money so I don't know what all went through through Judas's mind but yet it was he was able the Jewish leaders were able through money to corrupt Judas to the extent that he was willing to betray Jesus are we people of integrity God wants to see us as Christians with good character and trustworthiness and integrity honesty loyalty are some of those in Matthew 5 Jesus was addressing the topic of swearing and he was telling his followers really you should be trustworthy enough with just a simple yes or no should hold a lot of meaning you don't have to add you don't have to swear you don't have to say I guarantee I'm gonna do this a simple yes or no should be sufficient for that God is calling us to be trustworthy people God wants us to be respectful respectful to those around us in Matthew 7 12 it says so in everything you do so in everything do to others as you would have them do to you for this sums up the law and the prophets the golden rule that's what we know this by do unto others as you would have them do to you just a simple being courteous to those that we meet saying please and thank you being respectful and and one thing with respect is listen when somebody is talking to us do we really listen do we affirm that person by showing that we listen to what he said being respectful and courteous another one is taking responsibility doing what you're supposed to do being accountable for your actions or attitudes 
taking responsibility is I think that's one thing I see that a lot of people don't want to to do is be responsible for their action Galatians 6 7 says be not deceived God is not mocked for whatsoever man soweth that shall he also reap it's the law of sowing and reaping and so many times we want to do things our own way but yet we don't want to face the consequences so we're required we're asked to to be responsible people to take responsibility for our actions and you know as a as a boss I I would lots rather say have some people just come to me and said hey this is what happened than me trying to have to figure out how did this piece get damaged or what happened here it's much easier being responsible for what happened being fair good character we want to be fair to those around us not being a respecter of person not choosing sides James Tussox talks about that showing partiality if somebody comes into your assembly and and they're well dressed and and they're you know well to do that man here's a seat for you and if somebody else that's poor well you need to sit back there um, being fair not not respecting being a respecter person goes a long way how do we conduct ourselves in public when someone is homeless do we tend to take the long route around them so that we don't have to get as close to them are we quicker to talk to someone that is well dressed and I know these tests have been done um, car salesmen are in a like in a car dealership they had well-to-do well-dressed people that were poor as could be and they had homeless people that had all the money that they that they could actually just cash a car off and the difference in how those salesmen reacted to these people is kind of amazing and another one that that uh, some pastors in inner city churches have done is they've sat out in front of their church on a Sunday morning dressed as a homeless person and they watched the responses of people coming into their church and then when it was time for the message this homeless looking person got up to preach the message it was their pastor a uh, test of how do we respond to people and yeah I guess that's I, I have to check that in my own life another pillar would be caring being kind compassionate forgiving others we help people in need in Matthew 6 31 to 34 Jesus was the ultimate example of that when after a period he said to them mark 6 31 come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while for there were many coming and going and they did not have time to eat so they departed to a deserted place in the place in a boat by themselves but the multitude saw them departing and many knew him and ran there on foot from all cities <clears throat> and they arrived before him and came together to him 
And Jesus, when he came out, saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them, because they were like having like sheep, not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. Jesus cared. He met people's needs right where they were at. A tremendous example to just accepting people for who they are, really truly caring for a person and ministering to their needs, not necessarily trying to fix them, but to minister to their needs. <clears throat> the sixth pillar here is citizenship. And this simply speaks of taking responsibility in to make our home our church, workplace, community, a better place. What are we doing? We are only strangers and pilgrims traveling through. What are we doing in our workplace? In our homes, in our communities, to make it a better place. Being a good neighbor. Jeremiah 29 talks about a little bit about this in verses 4 to 7 thus saith the Lord of hosts the God of Israel to all who were carried away captive <coughs> whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon build houses and dwell in them plant gardens and eat the fruit take wives and begat sons and daughters and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands so that they may bear sons and daughters to you that you may be increased there and not diminished and seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive and pray to the Lord for it for in its peace you will have peace <clears throat> so what are we doing in our corner of the world in our communities to make it a better place character what are we really made of you know many things that we use many things that we have have been put through a series of tests to to measure the character of that product the vehicles that we drive didn't just happen overnight they have been tested they have been crash tested they have been tested in extreme heat cold windy extreme weather and they tell me it usually takes anywhere from two to five years even for a new model of vehicle to go through enough tests to so that they can stand behind our product with all the different airbags and and making sure they don't explode into flames and just various different tests that they do just to ensure that that product will produce what they says it does and many things that we don't even think about, even the plants that you ladies are planting right now, they test them in different weather conditions in extreme wet, heat, dry, to see what those plants are really capable of doing in certain situations. In the same way for us, God continues to test us, gives us opportunities to make choices that make a difference that produce character in our lives and again 
it takes those opportunities to know exactly what we're made of. A tree is, um, let's read Luke 6, 43 to 45. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks when the heart what the heart is full of. We are truly known by our character is truly exposed when we are under pressure. What comes out of our heart? Maybe on a Sunday morning we can kind of hide that from each other in here. But when we're faced with something difficult, usually that's when it comes out, what is really in our heart. A tree is known by its fruits, a man by his deeds. Just in closing here, Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, there's certain things that we can't change about ourselves, the, the, uh, some of the abilities that we have, but yet character is one thing that can be changed one decision at a time. So as we allow God in our life, allow him to transform us by the renewing of our mind, and it says we renew our mind and our hearts are filled that we can produce good fruit and good character. As I read in Romans 5, we were born into sin, but our position in God through Jesus' death and resurrection gives us new life. In verse 5, in Romans 5, it says that we have been given the Holy Spirit. I'll just read it again. And hopeth maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which was given to us. God gave us the Holy Ghost in our hearts so that we can be filled with love. And out of that, that we can allow God's transforming love through us will produce good character if we allow him to. And some of those are not always easy. But it is through opposition and going against that we strengthen that our character is strengthened and that is how God wants us to be in order for us to make a difference to show his love to the world around us let's pray Heavenly Father we just come before you this morning we thank you for the Holy Spirit in our lives that will through your love will form us into something that you can use to further your gospel your kingdom help us to be kingdom workers and to display good character and so that we can show the world around us what you have done for us and what you would like for to do for them as well so be with us as we go throughout another week 
that you would just help us to put those things to practice. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.